You are now tuned in to the Wrestling Purists. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another retro review, courtesy of your wrestling purists. Once again, plus one um, alongside Ryan and Jeff. We are welcoming back Eddie Shepard. That's right. Um, half of the brilliant minds behind Next Generation Wrestling Tennessee and a uh, cog in the system known as the Wrestling Ruin Podcast. Eddie, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. Uh, this, this this was one that we're going to talk about today uh, that when I sent you the list, you like jumped on it like two or three times. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, this is a fantastic show. Um, but since the last time we had you on, Eddie, um, we had uh, we had the last next gen event happen. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How, how all that went. It was a good show, man. Um, we didn't we didn't bring as many big names in for this show, but we still had a pretty good crowd. And uh, Dango came out there and worked the crowd, said that he was, re- he was going to retire. Uh, everyone kind of gave him a standing ovation. He walked back out, his music hit and he came back out and called them all marks. It was great. It's fantastic. Um, and then, and then him and Suge went at it and uh, he actually got a DQ uh, and Suge won by DQ and Matt Cross and Calvin Tankman tore it down and mm-hmm. man, Rich, Rich Swan and Caden Sade killed it, man. It was a, turned into a like a false count anywhere match they went out on the on the uh the deck outside of the building and rich was going to do a uh, a 450 off a picnic table but the picnic table was starting to bow in so he had to stop it, it, it was a fun show man we had we had a really good crowd and um i know we were talking right before we went on uh to record here we got some pretty fun stuff planned and um of course our big show coming up uh will be on civil war so really excited guys yeah, that's great stuff. Um, I think I think that I think the one spot that's been making its rounds around oh, social yeah. media, yeah, is the spot <laughs> with um, Caleb Conley. Uh, <laughs> the the funny thing about all that is, like, when it happened, we didn't think anything of it. It's just like, oh, it's a funny little spot. Like, I mean, it's indie wrestling. Like, you can't take you can't take every, like everything so seriously when it's indie wrestling. Yeah. And Caleb Conley stole uh, Jason Kincaid's manager, I believe it's his brother, Sleazy E's uh, motorized wheelchair, and was doing victory laps around the ring. And like to me, I just like that's just like, it's, like it's funny. And I guess uh, I guess like it started making the rounds because Caleb posted it. Um, you guys, I think, have met um, Tisha Joyce and her husband yes. come to all the shows. She's the one who filmed that, and it, it's just making its rounds everywhere. And it, it's it's pretty funny because you know I, I wasn't expecting it to be something like that. Like that would be like the one thing to go viral for us. Like it, it, it made no sense, but we had a good time, and uh, I, I think it's been fun to get some kind of publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think the last time. Uh, there was a little bit of publicity. It was, um, it was, it was a little bit negative from the outside eyes look, looking in. But this is, um, this is this, this one. As soon as I saw it, I popped. I popped hard. <laughs> um, just knowing, just you know, just you know, the kind of atmosphere that a, that a, that a typical next gen show has. Um, and we and we and we've seen his manager. I think um, I, I don't remember if he was at the show last March. Uh, but every show since then you've guys yeah. had, he's been there. So, I mean, you know, I've, I've, yeah, I've kind of been waiting for people to, 
like take shots. And I'm like, yeah, he's been there. So no shots needed. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I'm really excited to, to, you know, see what you guys have planned next. Uh, we're definitely going to do our damn just to be there. Uh, but in the meantime, let's talk about NXT takeover Dallas. Uh, this is, um, this is the takeover before uh, WrestleMania 32, um, which is which is regarded as a mix to uh, negative reviewed WrestleMania. Of course, that myth, that main event was uh, Roman Reigns and Triple H, which we already knew what was going to happen there. Um, but top to bottom, um, the show on paper already looks great. Um, they sold out the uh, K Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center. Uh, and this was on April Fool's Day 2016. Um, as we talked about last time, the main event obviously being uh, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. Um, and for all of those who only know what NXT 2.0 is, okay, takeover shows um, were sometimes uh, more, more viewed I think to the traditional wrestling fan than the actual WrestleMania that would, that would precede it. Uh, the takeover brand is dead. Um, I guess it's not coming back. We have spring break and coming up here in a couple weeks for 2.0. Um, but this, um, but, but this black and gold NXT era um, post like all of the game show aspects and the voting um, and then they were uh, network exclusive, and then moved to USA. Um, start with Jeff. What's a um, what's kind of a staple that you remember the most about um, the typical black and gold atmosphere? Like, what were some of the things that you would be looking for? Um, one competent and good wrestling. Uh, I think this is a weird, not a weird, this is just look, obviously looking back, this is a special time, uh, in wrestling. Cause you know, my stand that it's wrestling before 2017, who knew, you know, there was wrestling before then, but yeah, NXT at this point is, it's just a powerhouse, uh, to me. Um, it is the only, uh, well, not the only other option, but you know, to the people that, that don't know what they're looking at. Uh, or a hardcore WWE marks. I remember even back during this time, you had you had WWE like Raw and SmackDown. People like didn't like uh, NXT for whatever reason, you know. Um, but I, I always loved this time period, and now with with it gone away and NXT 2.0 and the way the wrestling world's gone now, it's just kind of raw, unfiltered wrestling. Like, yes, we have lights. Yes, we have this uh giant corporation behind this but it's it seems like wrestling for the for dare i say at the wrestling purist um eddie some thoughts about the old uh black and gold nxt i remember watching nxt on hulu and it was one of the main reasons why i had hulu was to watch this because i kept seeing guys like uh chris hero <clears throat> they were putting Cesaro over huge. Uh, you shortly after that, you had, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, my allergies. Uh, you had Neville pop in there. 
Uh, and, you know, him and uh, I believe it's Oliver Gray were, were the first NXT tag champions. Uh, I always look back at the black and gold as something that kept me interested in wrestling when, like, at a time when I shouldn't have been interested in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly before all this, you know, I started getting into, or right around the same time before this show, about a year or two before that, I got really into New Japan uh, due to being involved with uh, having dealings with Jeff Jarrett and him using Global Force as a way to push Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of got me into this vibe. I'm like, well, there is other wrestling out there. You know, I'm like, I, I knew about Ring of Honor. I knew about uh, different shows like that. But NXT was the place that made me fall in love with wrestling again. Because not only was it an intimate setting, but you got these guys that were well-traveled. You had a guy like a Sami Zayn who came in. Uh, you had a guy like a Kevin Owens. And every time someone new would come in, it would build up hype. And it, it opened up the, the floodgates of better wrestlers to come into the company. You know, what happened after they got called up, you know, is always a different story. But the black and gold, I mean, this, is, well, this show we're covering is right on the cusp of it becoming like to me closer to the peak to me the peak is always going to be undisputed era coming in and that's kind of like the 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 benchmark of it all but this is when nxt is on the full rise we just recently what the couple months before this got takeover brooklyn and it was the first time they went traveling and uh it it was a great time and i feel like now uh, there's wrestling's over flooded there's too much wrestling on tv it's hard to keep up with there's you know 20 AEW shows there's 20 you know, WWE shows, NXT, all that. So this was a time when I had my brand. It was my brand. That's how I felt. And whenever I'd see someone succeed, it's like, that's our guy, you know, and, and, and that would get really exciting for me. And not so much now, but I mean, and a lot can change in this time period, but six years ago, but uh, I'm really excited that you guys have chose this show. Like I love the show so much. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Um, Oliver Gray and Adrian Neville's tag team name was British Ambition. Uh, which, which is, yeah. which is wild. Um, but they went over I, the Wyatt family and yeah, I was about to say, I believe it was, uh, Harper and, uh, Rowan that they beat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this, but this is one of my favorite shows. It has my favorite, um, NXT match of all, of all time. And I know that's, I know that when we get there, I'm going to gush about it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the but yeah, the wrestling market right right now, as far as me on TV, is extremely oversaturated. I think when we look at, um, you've got Raw on Mondays, 2.0 on Tuesdays, Dynamite Wednesdays. Um, I wouldn't even say Impact on Thursdays because access is extremely hard to find unless you have like a cable provider or if you know you have. Um, or if you have a certain streaming site you go through to get it. Um, and then you get to Fridays and it's, and it's essentially a three hour show. If you watch both between SmackDown and Rampage and then God forbid you have another, you know, pay-per-view on Saturday or Sunday, like last night was just um, impact wrestling's rebellion, which was a great show. Um, but it's, and then it, it, if you look at everything that's not on TV as well, um, you have dark, you've got elevation, you have NWA, um, who knows what they're going to do with ring of honor. Um, so this is a much simpler time, I think, to be a wrestling fan. And then we're not even brand branching outside to look at new Japan or anything of that nature. But this, this was, this is a fantastic time to just be an NXT fan, to be a wrestling fan. And, 
I think you're right. Bring bringing in a lot of the bigger independent names drew in the people that kind of weren't on board with with NXT yet because I think we're only a year or two out from it being, or we're we're now a year or two out from uh, it it being exclusively on the network. I don't even think they've been on uh, TV yet. So this is um, this is a really big show for them. And personally, I think they uh, stood and delivered. Ha-ha. Um, but let's jump right in. We're going to get kicked off here. Um, the NXT Tag Team Championship match. We have the Revival. That is Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson uh, taking on American Alpha. That is Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. And the first thing that comes to mind is it's incredibly wild that only one of these guys is an active competitor in WWE right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jason Jordan's a producer, I think still, I think, I think he put on his Twitter, like he's just thankful to be a producer, but then you have FDR, the hottest tag team in the world. Like li- literally uh, Jeff, Jeff and I were just talking about this, I think like a week or two ago. Um, but I think there's a, there, there's a big argument for, you know, FTR being the the best tag team in the world right now, and then two going down is you know you've got you know, like the Briscoes, you got the Young Bucks, but um, even here in NXT, still probably a top five to ten tag tag team in the world. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Eddie, let's start with you. What did you think of this match? Oh man. I want to preface this real quick because I actually did notes for this show. The last time I just kind of, you know, winged it. But the tag division between the like 2015, 2016, you had the Revival, American Alpha, the Lucha Dragons, Blake and Murphy, the Vaude Villains, Enzo and Cast. They had a good variety of teams who could work, that could uh, do the flippy shit, that could have the gimmick and was over with the crowd. So, just these two teams alone, you know, highlight, like if you go back and watch a lot of the takeover shows, they typically start off with a tag team match to get the crowd hot because Mm -hmm. their tag team division was so good. And this match is just, it's just, it's awesome, man. Like Gable is a star. He clearly is a star and the Hill stuff he's doing right now on raw is one of the most entertaining things. I love and I realized something the other day, and I don't think anybody would even put this together. But have you ever seen the movie Encino Man? Yeah. <laughs> so the bad guy in Encino Man, he whenever uh, you know Sean Astin's character is trying to talk, he goes "Shush, shush, please." Gable stole that from Encino Man, and I was like, I knew yeah. I knew that from somewhere. But the, the, uh, they were thank on, you, thank you. They're undeniable star, man. And then mm-hmm. FTR, I mean, <clears throat> we didn't really get to talk about this, but I got to see the Briscoes live at the Crockett Cup. And then, you know, just a few weeks later, watch Briscoes take on FTR. And uh, such a good match, man. And the, the, like another thing, undeniable, they were the mechanics first. Then mm. they became they became the revival. And I remember everybody hating on both tag team names, American Alpha and the Revival. And now they're like synonymous with NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you can't find a better tag team match. I mean, around this time period, it's hard to argue anybody on Raw or SmackDown having the, the caliber of tag matches NXT was having. 
Yeah, uh, 100% agree. Jeff, what do you got? No, yeah, yeah. I think you're spot on. Um, th- th- this, like you said, the landscape of tag team wrestling, I think, in, in this era, it's it's just like you said. It's they have everything figured out on NXT perfectly, absolutely perfectly. But Raw and SmackDown, you know, it's just a debacle. Um, I think FTR and American Alpha at this time, and they also had a bunch of good house show matches as well. Uh, I mean, I mean, anytime those guys hook up, it's 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 great. But uh, I think it just goes to where NXT is at this point and how dialed in it actually is on how they do their business and that they actually are different. You know, like it's not just a, hey, this is what we do on Wednesdays. Like, no, it is, but th- everything is different. So the way these guys wrestle is different. The way they're portrayed to the crowd is different. The way their talent is used and and how they're portraying into the audience and the audience is great. And I damn near even say that the audience that's watching this, like you said earlier, Kyle, isn't the audience that's watching the main shows. Um, man, this card, it was just beautiful to watch. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful to watch. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's important to remember that, um, you know, this, uh, that, you know, FTR was uh, put together uh, by the American by by the American Dream Daddy, um, they uh, they both. Um, I think it was Harwood got in in 2012, um, and then and then Cash got in in about 2014. They did a promo together, and then and then Dusty Rhodes was like, "Yeah, you guys need to be a tag team." Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And then yeah. and then what turned next is one of those things that we've been hearing since, um, you know, with with all this talent being being released. Is that Vince is saying, you can't talk like that. We need you to talk like this. You know, like, we can't have you sound like an educated man. You know, we need you to say what we're telling you to say. And that was very similar with F with, with FTR, who are both from North Carolina, obviously, and uh, were told not to use their Southern draws, I guess. So they had to work on that. Um, but obviously now knowing what we know, like it's still stunning to me that they're still not with WWE because we've said they're the best tag tag team in the world. And even when they got called up, FTR was still, you know, multiple time raw tag team champion, multiple time SmackDown tag tag team champion. And it didn't matter really what storyline they were booked in, because I think the last one was the one with the Usos with the, um, you know, powder or whatever, um, where they were shooting scenes in like the shower. uh, And then, so it didn't matter. They were always successful wherever they went. And I think this, that this match against American alpha is a real kind of, kind of measuring stick for the rest of the tag team division. And honestly, I don't even know if we as fans knew what we had yet as far as as far as the revival or ftr um it it th- this is fantastic tagging tag team wrestling from start to finish well um, also then, b- before before this takeover they they had a, a pay-per-view i believe triple h work ambrose but it was roadblock and oh yeah. the tag title the nxt tag titles were defended on that show with ftr uh, versus enzo and Cass. And they, they stole a show then, too. Uh, and then not to mention, you know, right after all this happens, you start getting teams like the Authors of Pain and then DIY. Mm-hmm. They, they just popped up. 
before I kind of move on with this match really quick, uh, the main thing that sticks with me out after this match is the promo that was cut afterwards on WWE.com. And it's Jason Jordan crying. And he's, you know, you could, there's so much emotion. You could see it in their faces that they're so happy that they got the opportunity to become tag champions because Jason Jordan was floundering in NXT. He was teaming with CJ Parker. Uh, he was teaming with Sean Spears. And yeah. then Gable shows up and starts doing the Reading Willing Gable and starts teaming with them and they start having the success. And it's really cool to watch the progression from watching when they first started and seeing him grow uh, to be a part of American Alpha. It was really cool. I I forgot about that. I forgot he never actually wanted him to be his partner. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I, I I forgot about the ready, willing, and Gable towel. Yeah, man, oh, it's great. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That's great. Um, yeah. Let Let's not forget that Jason Jordan is is a Kurt Angle's son. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yes, he is. You can clearly tell. I don't know if you've seen their seen their faces. <laughs> Looks just like him. Yeah, undeniable. Um, <laughs> we can say Kurt Angle was ready, willing, and Gable there. Um, but yeah, this this is a great tag. This is a great tag match. Um, and it wasn't even. And this is what I like. And 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 Jeff knows this about me. The very unconventional finishes, um, whether it's whether it's an actual clever roll up. Uh, whether whether you know it's like a crucifix pin, a uh, small package, some something out of nowhere where it's not like you have to hit a finisher to win the match, um, and and this is exactly how this ends. Um, and you have Jordan hitting the trademark shoulder tackle, um, Gable just hitting a back suplex, you know, and. Their finish. That's actually their finish is the grand amplitude. So that was actually that's actually their finish, and it's such a clever and easy finish where he hits the shoulder tackle and he flips him up, and then Gable catches him in the air and bridges him. It's so clever, so good. Some something you don't see a lot of though, and I wish we would have more finishes like like this because um, we definitely got the payoff here with it. Um, American Alpha, your new tag champions. Oh, yeah. big, big thing too with this is something that's always gets lost even in you know at NGW shows translation there was a clear heel and there was a clear a clear baby face in this in this match and that's what made it even better 100%. Yeah, and, and Jeff will agree um I think that's that's um it's one nitpick that I have as far as watching like an AEW show um granted you're 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 seeing some of you know, the most athletic, some of, you know, the best wrestlers that we, we can get, but there are a lot of times where you really want that dynamic with who's the face and who's the heel, but the crowd didn't, but the crowd will dictate otherwise to where, yeah, this guy's the heel, this guy's the face, uh, but we like both guys. So we're going to cheer, cheer, cheer them both. This was like you said, clear face, clear heel, um, and it worked really well with the with 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 the tag team a- aspect of the match. It was really great. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, wrestling's always better with the heel in the face, like you said. And I, I don't mean you know uh, um, Hogan and and you know pick you know any heel. I don't mean like that. it doesn't have to be that drastic, but you know just someone that's you know, or someone or a team that is is you know a a bad or not as good or I'll do whatever to win over the other person. It's, it's not that hard. And I think, like you said, Eddie, when that stuff's incorporated, it's wrestling's always better. 
All right. M- moving on. Uh, JR is at ringside sitting next to Michelle Beadle, ESPN's Michelle Beadle. Um, and then we get a shot of Kota Ibushi at ringside. I forgot about this because I be, because I remember Kota Ibushi was in the because he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, he's sitting here ringside with um, Funaki, number number one SmackDown announcer. Um, and um, I, there was a hot rumor at the time that this was like NXT saying that we've that that we've signed Kota Ibushi. Um, and I was like, mm, Cruiserweight Classic, yes. This, no, no. I, I mean, we've already seen now what's you know happened with Kushida in NXT 2.0 at least. Um, so I don't really know how that would go, but um, the one match he did have in the Cruiserweight Classic was fantastic. Oh man, he made it all the way to the finals. Yeah, yeah. He lost. I was, I was there. Right? Yeah, I would know. He, it was. Uh, he lost to. TJP and oh, Zach Saber. Man. Saber lost to Grand, Metal- Grand Metallic. That's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, yeah. I, w- I was fully invested. This is because the, the Cruiserweight Classic happens this year of this show, and I was yeah. fully invested in that as well because they would air NXT was only an hour long, and then they would air mm. the Cruiserweight Classic right after. So I was fully invested for two hours every week. Would not read spoilers either. It was such a good time. Yeah, so Abushi defeated Sean Maluta, um, and then he defeated Cedric Alexander, the Brian Kendrick, T TJP, and then Grand Metalik. Yeah. Or yeah, TJP went over Abushi, and then TJP won the whole damn thing. And and that um, match with Cedric Alexander is the one I got Cedric signed. Yes, that that's 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 the match this- I'm referring to. It's just so damn good. This this is a wild time for me for a mark that you know is watching watching Ring of Honor forever and New Japan forever. I just couldn't wrap my head around like my Ring of Honor guys because it's my promotion. Yes, know that. <laughs> oh my, um, my Ring of Honor guys like going to WWE and like you know you got well, we'll get into it later, but you know Nakamura kind of fresh off Wrestle uh, Kingdom ten and and AJ yeah. and like he's in NXT. And Kota Ibushi is in the audience. It's like, I, you know, <laughs> Mark of the... Uh, in hindsight, it was, but it's like the Mark of the Beast. It's like, what is going on here? You know, like, wh- you know, what? And but at the time, you're like, oh, well, they're, they're having competent... You know, NXT is competent, so it's that. But just, it was mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a video package uh, for our next matchup. It is Baron Corbin taking on a debuting Austin Aries in NXT. Uh, they've slowly been bringing Baron Corbin along. Um, lo and behold, this would be um, his NXT swan song. He would be at WrestleMania 32 the next night, end up winning uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. All that good stuff was kind of already kind of spoils what happens in this match. Um, Jeff, uh start with you what did you think of corbin aries um i thought it was a it was an okay match um you have a double austin aries um depending on you know him he may do business he may not (laughs) but uh this match i mean it it wasn't terrible it's not my cup of tea i think you give it yeah 
like I said, you're putting Austin Aries, who can is a complete wrestler against Baron Corbin. Uh, who is Baron Corbin? I think Baron Corbin's not bad. He does his Baron Corbin thing well. Uh, I think he was actually a shocker, spoiler alert, mis- misused by WWE when they had the chance to kind of push him to the moon. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is the height of – right? I mean, you would say this is the height of his – during this in, in, in NXT iteration, this is the height of his powers, right? Oh, yeah. Baron Corbin. Yeah. I, th- um, I, th- I think so. Uh, I, I didn't mind it. I, I, the finish is the finish. Um, at least it was done correctly. It didn't look weird or hokey. At least this when they, you know, the roll up, it was believable. Um, but I mean, you know, in the realm of the other matches on this card, uh, this is a not a stinker, but you know, yeah, it's, it's probably unfair because um, you got some powerhouses coming up here next. But uh, not a bad match, not not at all. Yeah, this this for me was also just an okay match. Um, the story they're telling is, you know, it's pretty cut and dry. It's your it's it's your typical big big guy match uh, versus versus a smaller opponent. Um, the finish was okay. Um, knowing knowing what we know now, um, it kind of. It kind of makes sense though the finish, um, because Aries wins with a roll up and he sits on top, um, but it it keeps Corbin looking strong for when he would win the you know battle royal the next night because if and if you're watching NXT and going straight to the next show, uh, and and Corbin gets beat pretty pretty handily you're you're not going to be fully invested you're not going to believe that somebody like baron corbin can win and then when you put him over um it's the 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 staying power isn't going to be there he'll he'll just be another cog in the system and um i thought now you know hind now hindsight i thought i thought it was a pretty decent finish um but not a terrible match, just not one, just one that we've seen uh, the formula repeated over and over. Eddie, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think this Aries debuting, it, it hurt because right after that, you get Nakamura debuting. And uh, they, they try to make Aries this big thing. The whole storyline between the, for this match is, there was a the, the three-way match with uh, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, and Baron Corbin. Mm. And they, they put Baron Corbin into, like, a sharpshooter and, like, uh, uh, crossface, and he tapped out. So he lost his opportunity. So then right after that's when Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe had an hour-long match on NXT. Uh, wasn't that, I think wasn't it was that two, the two out, two out of three? Balls? Yes. Yeah. 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 And yep. so the, the whole idea was uh, William Regal said, well, you're the one who tapped out. You're not going to be involved in the title picture. And William Regal had this big pomp and circumstance for Austin Aries debuting. That's why he attacked him was to get back at Regal saying, hey, you're not going to give me my title shot. This is why I want to ruin your big surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. Big thing I noticed in the match, the, the contrast of styles, just that they don't match. They don't yeah. match at all. And yeah. Baron Corbin he's like, he has that turn the chant, like change the channel heat. Like people just hated Baron Corbin, even watching, you know, uh, NXT, you know, he'd show up and they would do when he first show up, would show up, people would count his matches. They would count in seconds, like one, two, 
three as the match started, just keep going to see how long the match would go because they were building him up like a Goldberg style. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, he, he got a lot of opportunities. And the whole Andre the Giant memorial thing, he wasn't even announced. Like, they didn't even announce him coming out. He kind of just came in and surprisingly won. So they kind of they kind of strapped the rocket to him really early on, and then he started right into a feud with Dolph Ziggler. But my big thing with Aries, Aries looked like a million bucks. However, you know, personally, Aries seems like a f- fucking whack job online yep. like sometimes yep. it's just better to keep your fucking opinions to yourself as the guy who's giving his opinions on another man uh and i think you know he he could have been really big i know injuries nxt hurt him he got uh smashed in the face by uh uh kenta uh he they go yeah. to sleep shattered his orbital bone uh just bad yep. timing um and i just think he personally i think he probably just had a piss poor attitude um, and of course, you know, he just showed up the same time Nakamura did, which kind of leads you into our next match. Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy right right, right now to be <laughs> to be even a, to be even a part of this. Um, so we get this shot of Finn Balor arriving earlier in the day, you know, champion style. Um, we get the graphic on the screen um, for Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. The crowd pops super hard just for the graphic. They put the graphic on the screen and pops hard. Um, and, and, and Sami Zayn um, is, is now um, fully back in NXT. He, he returned a few months ago. Um, and then, you know, just looking for an opponent, William Regal handpicks Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, and the funny th- and the funny thing about Nakamura is that Jeff, you and I covered the Ring of Honor for, uh, 14th anniversary show. We talked about it in that episode. He got pulled from that because because he signed his WWE contract, so they weren't going to let him work that show, um, which is really upsetting because I think he was supposed it was supposed to be him and AJ at that show and. Oh my gosh! I think I think AJ's got thrown into a tag match or something. But um, <laughs> there's a reason this is my this is my favorite NXT match. It's the fact that you you know what's going to happen all already. The rumors are Sam, Sami Zayn is on his way out. He's on his way to the main roster. Uh, so he so he's coming out, and you get these long. Um, you know, dramatic shots of him like playing playing the crowd coming in and he's looking, and he's got just this, you know, just look of anticipation on his eyes and his face. And then he just sits there and waits, you know, just as he has been for a few weeks now, uh, waiting for the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, music hits. Um, obviously, just crowd is red hot for this. Um they don't even lock up for about a minute, but when they do, it's, it's just, it's the perfect blend of what Sami Zayn does in the ring and, and Shinsuke Nakamura strong style. It's, it's just a perfect blend. And I think that Sami Zayn having worked with a lot of various talent throughout, throughout his career, um, really helped him in working and being able to work with Shinsuke throughout this match. Uh, there's not a dull moment in this match. There is, there is not a botch in sight. This match is extremely clean. 
The crowd never loses anything in this match. They are on pins and needles in the entire time. And like I said, the best part is you know what's going to happen. You already know what the finish is and you're still invested. And you can say that for a number of NXT matches. Um, But just the popularity that Sami Zayn had, had the crowd hooked. Um, Nakamura being able to use, well, to be able to smoothly transition from New Japan right into NXT and being able to do what he's been doing um, for so many years. And the finish is is just fantastic. Um, NXT chance, fight forever chance, um, and then we can see a Kinshasa for the first time, um, <laughs> which uh, they named it Kinshasa. Okay, fine. Uh, like if that's the one mark you have about this about this match not being you know per- perfect. Okay, that's fine. I'll take it. Okay, so you so you change the name of his finisher. This match is perfection, and it's a damn shame what ended up happening to him once um, he got kicked in the dick at freaking WrestleMania. Um, but there's no doubt that you watch this match and you realize that both of these guys are stars. Agreed. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's because Shinsuke Nakamura is a star. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does, that's no secret. He was a star in new Japan um, he's it's not that he's at the height of his powers, but right here because he's Nakamura, he's always at the height of his powers. But again, he's coming off Russell, Russell Kingdom Ten with AJ Styles, which is an absolute barn burner. Um, it's another match that's just amazing, strong style, uh, spots, just everything. But yeah, so you know he's obviously picked up here by WWE and Sami Zayn. I think also probably doesn't get. I mean, you did, Todd, but probably doesn't get enough credit for this match as he probably should because he's a really good wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what you said, you know, all of his Ring of Honor stuff, you know, El Generico traveling the world, wrestling all these guys. This moment's not too big for him. He's just as good. He's just as traveled. And he delivers here just like uh, Nakamura delivers here. Um, and it's a – it's an absolute beauty to watch the crowd is engaged and they know what's going on. They know who Nakamura is at first when I, when they first saw that like promo with Shinsuke Nakamura, like on NXT, he was kind of like, I don't know where the hell he was like in a locker or something. He was like <laughs> from, you know, they showed that and he like, was video, like, like hmm? yeah, you're going to be wrestling <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura. And I was like, is that Nakamura? Like, it was like, it was that? like, this, it was like filmed on a fucking potato phone. Like you, yeah. like you yeah. can tell it yeah. looked like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, I, I know this is you know back in the day, but damn, like you know, I don't know, but yeah. So when they showed that, I remember the crowd going crazy, and I was like, wow, like look at NXT WWE crowd, no one knew Shinsuke Nakamura is like. So yeah, I, I think everything was done um, correctly with well, correctly with him here um, before they turned him into you know a Japanese Michael Jackson impersonator, um, but. Uh, I give credit where credit is due. We can bash WWE until the cows come home, but man, just he's Nakamura is going to be Nakamura. He has that down pat, but just his music, the you know the, the way they did it. He comes out and it's just the Shinsuke Nakamura in black and red, and he's mm-hmm. in front of it, and it's just like the 
Shadow. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely perfect. And WWE is usually, we get on them a lot, but they are the best company in the world with that. Now they have a head start, but with that type of stuff, I mean, they usually don't miss with production and all that stuff. And you don't need all that stuff. And I understand that, but man, like it just shows you when the stars align and you have talent that can match the production that can match everything. It's just, it's a one. Yeah, this, this for me is perfect. There's, there's, there's not a lot. Um, that I think can touch it as far as NXT goes. I know that, you know, there's, there's a debate, you know, because you have, you have matches like Cole Gargano, Gargano Ciampa. Um, It's either got a gimmick attached to it. um, You've got multiple kickouts at the end. um, You lose that sense of, you know, suspension of belief. Um, For me, this is my favorite NXT match because there's none of that. Um, It tells, it tells the story of, you know, how, you know, Nakamura's knees and, you know, quote unquote strong style throughout the match wore Sami Zayn down to the point when the, when, when the finish hit, that was the finish. The, the story was there. The finish made sense. No silly, um, I'm going to hit six of my finishers and then you're still going to kick kick out. None, none of that. And I know that Cole Gargano, I think Meltzer gave it five and a half stars, which is fucking unbelievable. But um, it it's th- this is a wrestling match if you are a professional wrestling fan. I... Uh... Uh, first off, uh, I want to say fuck you, Dave Meltzer, because I don't give a shit yeah. what you think about professional wrestling. Uh, one man's opinion doesn't uh, sway my uh, decision on what's a good wrestling match and what's not. So people who live by that, like, I, I, don't, I don't care. Uh, th- this match, I can think of two matches in NXT in this time period that are like, they stick out to me like amazing. Uh, and this is one of them. The other match is the two out of three falls match with uh, DIY and the revival at takeover mm-hmm. Toronto. Fantastic match. Uh, but everything about this, they made Nakamura feel like a star, which he is. Don't get me wrong, but to an audience that possibly had never seen him before, and made him feel like a huge deal. And on top of that, you know, you had people like, uh, you know, uh, the first time I ever seen him was at Wrestle Kingdom Nine. It was him and Ibushi. And I mean, what kind of match to get you started on a knock on Nakamura and Ibushi is Nakamura and Ibushi for the, you know, the in uh, New Japan Tag uh, IWGP Tag Champ or Intercontinental Champion. Sorry, but mm. being a fan of Sami Zayn, you know, I was a fan of El Generico long before this. And then seeing him come in, and he immediately got programmed with Cesaro and had a two out of three falls match with Cesaro, which was amazing. And watching the whole progression, because Sammy, you know, built up him winning the title, and then him doing the the U.S. Open Challenge with Cena and messing his shoulder up, and then Kevin Owens coming in and t- kind of taking the spotlight from him, uh, and then you know this being his swan song as well, and then him going on and having more banger matches with uh, Kevin Owens, the match they had a payback. I think it's payback or a battleground or payback. I can't remember which one him and Owens killed it. Uh, you were saying to some, I think Jeff said that, you know, made them seem like a Michael Jackson, like uh, impersonator. But a lot of that came from new Japan as well, though, because he said that he was heavily influenced by Michael Jackson. Uh, but 
I mean, there, there's nothing you can say about this match. Like, it, it is perfection. I also heard, too, I don't know how much there's true to this, that they did not go over the match at all before. Before They went out there and called it all in the ring. And I think sometimes that's the best way to call a match because – it's gonna. It's the purest form of wrestling. You're not planning your yes. spots. You, they probably went out there with the finish, saying, All right, "I'm gonna beat you with Kinshasa." And Corey Graves is on commentary. I don't know how long he had been on commentary now because I know he had had to retire and they put him on commentary in NXT. But he puts over Nakamura, and in the match he goes, "He has a he has his finisher, which he, he's calling the Kinshasa now." Mm-hmm. And Corey Graves, as soon as he hits it, Kinshasa, he put it over man so mm-hmm. looks like a star his entire run at nxt he was meant to look like a star so it was uh it's pretty damn cool um uh if i could i don't want to uh pull back curtain too much here but but yes to, to, to what you said eddie this is great it's two wrestlers who are calling their match in the ring now i am a schmuck i've never booked anything a day in my life nor do i want to book wrestling it's not what i love wrestling I like quality control type of stuff. I don't need to book anything. But Eddie, you're a booker, obviously, you know. But I think people get wrapped up real wrestling. Like, again, I don't know. I've never talked to Eddie about this. If you book something, you book a guy, someone to come in, a girl to come in. Hey, this person goes over. Like, now people are like, oh, they'll watch a whole match. Well, they book the match that way. Bookers don't book. Well, not the couple I know. You don't they're not the ones booking matches like, okay, well then you throw them to the turnbuckle. Then you throw them over the ropes. And they, no, that's not the booker's job. Everybody like they book the wrestlers and then they do their thing. And this is a beautiful thing, uh, a match in the sense, like you said, of wrestlers calling it in the ring, letting professionals be professionals, you know, not, Hey, you know, I'm sure people book and say, Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do. Okay. That's fair. But I mean, they're not booking the match for the wrestlers. These are two pro wrestlers with a ton of talent, with uh, 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 a ton of um, ability, and it's just – it's a sight to behold. It's absolutely ma- amazing. Yeah, I'll, I'll say usually when we book guys, we say, hey, this is who's going over. Y'all figure it out. Um, I know WWE is a little different. That, I mean, of course, you know, they have an idea of who's going over. Uh, but a lot of the times, these wrestlers have agents who kind of say, hey, so this is what they're wanting from you guys. Uh, let's try to put some kind of match together. And they'll go out there. But the fact, if this is true, I mean, I mean, this is just rumor that they had, they're just like, go out there and fucking kill it. And they went out there and killed it. Just goes to show you how good Sami Zayn and Nakamura actually are. And, I mean, we know that, but, I mean, it just goes to hammer home how good of professional wrestlers they are. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> And then it puts you in the fields right at the end when they have the big embrace. Nakamura leaves. Sammy's just standing there. Crowd is just giving the giving him the ole over and over. And it, it's 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 just perfect. Everything start to finish uh, from from the moment that Sammy's music plays to the moment it stops here at the very end of the match, everything is perfect for me. And, you know, that's, that, that's the beauty of professional wrestling is that everybody has their own opinion, you know, like what you like, um, you know, Dave Meltzer's an asshole. Uh, Go fuck yourself, mean, Dave. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this, I will judge him on. Okay. Because we, we do this occasionally when we're talking. It's like, oh, this is, this is you know, one of the better rest wrestling matches we've seen. And it's like, oh, four and a half, 
you know, I don't know what your fucking grading scale is, um, but there's no other there's there's well, no other way this isn't well, a five star match. And again, well, because, again, you grade however you want to grade, but you're wrong. So I, I just think that the fact that people base their their decisions on professional wrestling on one man's opinion, who mm-hmm. half the time doesn't even know what the truth is and what isn't, and spouts news stories as as uh, actual news and not fiction, and uh, he's just a glorified Mark. And uh, I, I don't really, I don't yes. really care for Dave Meltzer. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have just Thank- as much knowledge about pro wrestling as Dave Meltzer does, uh, and yeah. no one's going to value my opinion of me saying, "Oh, it's a five star match," like other people do. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand the whole concept of just hanging on one man's every word that has never really been a part of professional wrestling not booked one wrestling show not no. took one bump why why should i value any man's opinion who's done neither of those things in wrestling yes and and, and he used to be the guy listen take it or leave it like anybody's opinion you can listen to it and you make you come to your own whatever you know and Meltzer used to be that guy. Like you'd be like, okay, oh, I agree with that. I don't agree with that one. And then he got in bed, you know, with certain a certain group of people. And now it's it's he used to be, you know, respectable in the sense of like the gradings kind of made sense or you know in line with what you saw. And now it's it's well, not. And again, fu- not that I never, you know, how but, how fucking dumb is your grading system if you bring it out of five and you give something like a seven star? You look like a fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, seven and, and a half. Then, and then you got extra then, credit. Okay. Yeah, and then now you'll go to wrestling shows, and there'll be a sign in the crowd every now and now and again, and it'll say, and it, and it'll say like, "This would have gotten six six stars if it if it was in the Tokyo Dome." <laughs> that, that's due to Bruce Pritchard, which I think is fucking hilarious, but that still makes me laugh yep. really hard. Yep. He hates and, that man then, just as much as I do. And then you have the 2017ers. Well, wrestling didn't start until then, and nothing else, Matt. Like we didn't see anything else until that. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. all right, everybody. Nope. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck you, Dave. Yeah. 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 Big old middle finger. Um, all right. So moving on. Uh, Samoa Joe's getting ready backstage. We get the uh, video package. And then we see Stephanie McMahon at ringside. She's booed crazily. She's uh, She will be at uh, ringside for tomorrow night's match. She'll be in Triple H's corner. Uh, she takes a nasty looking spear in that match, but good on her for taking that move. Um, but then we get to the NXT Women's Championship match as Bailey defends against Asuka. And <laughs> I'll be honest, man. I was one of those guys. I was like, how do you say that? And I, I see things as I read them. And then my wife's like, you're an idiot. It's Asuka. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's one of those guys. And then That's and then right. you have Kurt Angle do it on TV and you're like, ah, I was totally right. And then it turns out <laughs> wrong. Um uh, all right. Uh Jeff, go ahead. What did you think about this one? So I enjoyed this match. Um I think this is kind of when I I think this match kind of made me come around on Bailey a little bit. I guess I didn't like her gimmick um, and not that she was a bad wrestler, or a bad person or, you know, like not, nothing, nothing crazy like that. But I, uh, this match uh, to me showed me that she kind of had it. Well, there were a couple matches before this, but she had a side to her that um, I was like, Oh, okay. Dang. Like, 
look at Bailey, you know? And of course mm-hmm. she has stuff with Sasha and all that. Like I get all of that, but um, yeah, this was, this was a good match to me. Now Oscar speaks for herself and, you know, of course she ends up getting ruined down the road because Vince doesn't like tanking wrestling or foreigners. Um, but I think the storytelling that, that they told, it's a, almost like the last match for me in the sense of the storytelling that they told in this match was really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of BS. There wasn't a lot of some of the stereotypes or tropes that you get with, with women's wrestling. Um, you know, I don't know whoever you are, depending across the board, you know, how people can be with women, women's wrestling, me included. Um, I thought this was a, a, a really good match. Um, the pacing was right. Again, for me, it was it was the storytelling. It kind of I'm a sucker for storytelling. I'm a Bret Hart guy, shocker. But you know, sometimes the uh, the art and the act of doing moves are good, um, can be good or bad. But if the story is told correctly, for me, uh, I'm all about it. Now, I mean, it may just be me. You know, my again, I'm not Meltzer. <laughs> I'm no different than Meltzer. My oh, it's, it's not gospel. It's 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 not gospel. Um, we're not going to give you star rating on this show but uh i don't know what'd you think god um yeah this 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 is a really great match and for the last i want to say year or two um on the main roster it's been uh like you'll give divas a chance give women's a chance and um you know hindsight the next night at the next night at wrestlemania they would uh, retire the Divas title, and it would be the Women's Championship again. Thank um, God. Thank God. That stupid Ugly-ass belt. Divas. God, it was so bad. Um, it, it kind of almost looks like the New Japan Heavyweight Championship now um, without the purple. But another story for another day. Uh, this is what women's wrestling should still be today. And um, I'm kind of disappointed that we have what we have now on the main roster um, you know, we have, we have, we have, we have Ronda Rousey, who's not a professional wrestler and, you know, she's in a few, she's a few of Charlotte Flair. And may, I mean, it, it, it's going to be, what it's going to be, but this is what give, give like women, a, give women a chance, give divas a chance. This is what this just em, embodies. Okay. Um, they had the toughest spot on this entire card. You had to follow the five-star perfection that we just watched and they meet the mark for me. This is a great match. Um, I, I really enjoy how um, we took, you know, uh, how we took Oscar's physical style, the strength that she has in submission. Um, and then you have Bailey's, you know, baby face to de- de- uh, a determination Um and she kept fighting and fighting, and then, you know, eventually she couldn't, you know, she couldn't fight anymore. Um, the story was fantastic. Um, and then how we're going to book Asuka moving forward is fantastic as well. Um, but I think a great showing from both women. Uh, I think this is, like I said, what it still should be. Uh, but this is, I think this is the start of the new women's revolution as far as uh wwe goes i uh 
I, I the whole whole four horsewoman thing is was a legit thing, and mm-hmm. I think from watching NXT and watching Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and Becky all grow. Because I still remember when Becky came out doing her little jig the first, and I was like, "What the <laughs> hell is this? Like, what is she doing? Like, this is not going to get over. Like, why would they, why would they do anything like this? Like, almost so being offended, almost dumb. being offended because like I I like I put my neck out saying, you know, NXT is great." Like it's awesome, and they did this. I'm like, why would they do this stupid shit like this? Like, what is this? So, uh, but I almost feel like disrespected that they took when they did the whole women's revolution. They took you know Sasha and they put her with Team Bad, and then they had um, Charlotte and Becky, I believe, with Paige, and then they had Alicia Fox with the Bellows because why? And um, I almost felt like almost disrespectful like why would they not take bailey like bailey's fantastic and uh watching bailey grow as you know this like psycho fan like it's supposed to be kind of like the mickey james deal where she's kind of like kind of like an an overzealous fan to be in this hugger she hugs people and like uh i'll be honest that ass like i just was all about it you know she's beautiful woman beautiful woman and then her having that match with sasha at, at takeover brooklyn and then uh, I mean, the, talk about that. That's another match. That's another top five yeah. match of mine, just because the story was there. The crowd was there. Everything was there. Just all lined up to the point where I almost cried. I was like, they, they've invested in me this much. I was like, damn, like, feels good to have this, you know, because you don't get that feeling much anymore. Uh, and then they took, you know, three powerhouse women out of that division. And it's like, well, who do you have left now? And then you had Nia Jax and Bailey feuded at TakeOver London. And then you get Asuka and Oscar was what that division needed to kind of get past losing um, those three ladies. And it, it's kind of like a running theme because they, 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 they do that. Sometimes they'll call someone up and then sometimes you feel like, well, who do you have left? And then it's like, Oh, I'm an idiot. They already had this person in waiting. So uh, mm-hmm. Oscar, uh, they, they just killed it. I think they're like, you were saying, it's just a bad spot on the card that you have to try to follow Nakamura and Sami Zayn. I almost feel like if you would have flipped the uh, Austin Aries uh, Baron Corbin match, I think it would have been better to me. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, they're, they're already emotionally drained from, you know, the tag title match. They had their come down moment with the Austin Aries match. Then the crowds, you know, at their peak with Austin Aries or uh, with uh, Nakamura and Sami Zayn. So it's really hard to keep the crowd into it. You know, boom, 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 one after another. Uh, but great match. Oscar's fantastic. Bailey's fantastic. Her character was great. Fans definitely got behind it, and uh, you know, it like it makes me crave this time period again. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, and it really speaks volumes to even the finish of the match, where you know we're talking about, you know, it was super hard for them to follow it, but the story I think really meshed well with kind of the theme of the night is that the wrestling is telling you the story and um, this is wrestling. That's not treating you like, like, like you're a child. Um, Bailey, Bailey didn't tap. Like, I think, I think that's, I don't, I don't think any of us have touched on that yet, but she is being treated as, as, as the hero in all of this. Um, she didn't tap. Um, she's kind of selling the sh- she she's selling the injury on on the mat as you know as as Oscar's celebrating with the women's title. Um, it's great. Everything is great. Um, 
Oscar's fantastic. Can't wait to see her back yep. on programming in today's age. Um, supposedly she's been healthy since the Royal Rumble, but mm, oh well. They're not going to do anything with that poor girl. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're just I, just love, I love how deflated you are. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, so... they're just not. Like, Eddie, you should have seen Matt. What, what? Uh, what was it, Ryan? Cod? It was one pay per view where there was a chance where Asuka and Nakamura could have won the heavy, like you know, she could have won the women's WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania. Won, re, okay, WrestleMania. And Matt's like, it's going to happen. <laughs> and I was like, Matt, I love you. Neither one of them are going to win. He's like, yeah, it is, man. It's going to be all Japanese. I was like, Matthew, it is not. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> like, I know this is the beauty of wrestling, and I don't want to be that guy. But not gonna happen no um but we all move on here uh so we get the video package for the nxt championship match which is a rematch from takeover london and then right before the main event we get we get bobby rude in the front row um big big pop for him he was in tna for what seems like forever um, and we all saw it coming. He got an NXT. He was doing really great, and then got the call up. And yep, I, I call I call it the Brock Lesnar syndrome because I feel like after Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar left WWE in two thousand four. It's like they were terrified to put the rocket under somebody because they didn't want them to become a big star and then leave and go be a bigger star somewhere else, um, which is a weird fucking way of thinking. But someone like Nakamura or Bobby Roode, how can you not see them and just like, man, that guy, it's, it's star, star. Yeah. 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 And then um, he was on 2.0, I think, about a month ago. And they had it, and they had his old uh, glorious theme play. And you're like, "Fucking star!" <laughs> yeah, like, what are we doing? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we say that absolutely. for a lot of people, but um, and 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 like Eddie, like you said, it, it's amazing. Like you said, so Brock leaves, or like you said, talent leaves, and they go become stars somewhere else. But you, once you come to WWE, if you have a cup of tea and you go anywhere and become a star, you, it, you're still going to be WWE star blank. You know, or ex WWE star, so it only helps you, you know, to yeah. me in a, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I guess unless you do something bad, of course, you know, bad publicity, but I'm just saying, like, you're still known as a WWE star, said, you know, UFC or whatever, whatever. The, or the only two people I can think of off the top of my head that from, you know, from like 2004 to now that really got like a rocket strapped to them, one would be Sheamus. And he was kind of just thrown into as, as a champion immediately. Uh, the other one being AJ Styles. And, and that's, I mean, I think his work speaks for itself, though. You know what I mean? But, like, giving somebody an opportunity that's kind of fresh, Sheamus is the only one I can think of. And that was in 2009. Yeah, wow. and I think, and I think. Um, gender, and gender. Like you'd say you uh, could argue gender as well, but, I mean, that's. Mm. I mean, it is what it is, but uh, they're just terrified to put the rocket under somebody else. That's why, you know, John Cena has, what, 16 title reigns. That's why Orton has, like, 15 or 14. I mean, yep. that's mm-hmm. that, that, that's why. And yep. I think you could even say the same thing. Um, Christian, at last, he's on his own. Um, 
he was there, left, became this big deal when he was in TNA, came back, was the ECW champion, uh, and then had it part, partially had it not been for you know Edge having his career temp- temporarily ended. Um, I don't think that Christian would have gotten a world heavyweight title run that he did. Um, oh, man, that feud with Orton though was so damn good. It was really good. Yeah, it was a good time I, to be a wrestling fan as well. Yeah, and I and I think that the only reason that kind of came up was because of everything with Edge. Because I think I think we could have even gotten Edge Orton in that same spot as well. And it, you know, you can say it about a lot of guys, um, but they're they are they are afraid because even you know we thought that you know Braun that Braun Breaker would get the rocket strapped to him and be on the main roster by now, but um, he loses the NXT title. Then like two weeks later or a week later, he gets it right, right back. Like, I think at this point, it's just um, whatever's working right now, we're going to run it until it can't run anymore. Um, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, um, Cody Rhodes just came back. Jeff, Jeff is a big Cody Rhodes guy. So, uh, so it just run it till the wheels fall off. I think is the motto, and, and it's hard to argue their business model because they're making so much money. I mean, yeah. and they, they yeah. always are. That, that that's what some of the other fans don't understand. They're going to make gobs and gobs of money no matter what. So <laughs> whether we yeah. or you or whatever I don't, like it, it doesn't. Matter. I don't. I don't care what Billy Billy Sharp on um, you know uh, Reddit has to say about WWE. Uh, we're making uh, billions of dollars while you're still feeding us money for the product. So who's mm-hmm. really the idiot here? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. So we got our main event. It's Finn Balor defending against Samojo. Um, it looks like uh, Finn a uh, Finn Balor ran into uh, Chainsaw Charlie in the back before he came out. Um, I had never seen Finn Balor to this point come out with a chainsaw ever. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, bud. Well, well, I, I mean, they're in Texas. <laughs> I mean, if that's the one string you're holding on to, I mean, okay, great. But um, I can't even remember. Did he? Did he even do? You know, the um, old um, leather face swing he at did. all? Okay, he did. all right, he did. Yeah, yeah. All right. good for him then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you if if you're gonna do that and you don't do the swing, then it then it's already a problem. Yeah. Th- this is the second most memorable, um, I think, paint job that he did. Uh, that, the one yeah. with Jack the Jack the Ripper is still probably my mm. favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Eddie, have you have you seen the new one that's on that's on Netflix? Yes, I have. <laughs> I, the first time I watched, it, I'm like, well, this is just gonna be stupid fun. Might as well just enjoy it while I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sure is something. Um, but yeah, um, sure or our, something. it sure is something. Uh, Eddie, we're in our main event. We've got Finn and Samoa Joe, the rematch. What did, what did you think? Oh man, the cut job early ruins this fucking match. Yeah. They had, they <sighs> had a history of, of having matches with one another. Um, there's an, I went to an NXT show and Finn actually hurt his ankle working Samoa Joe. And the craziest thing about all of this feud is when the title does change hands, it's at a house show. It never changes on yeah. the main show. It changes at a house mm-hmm. show, which is cool. And the reason I, I like that, the reason I like that is because they were going on tour 
And if you want somebody to pay money for your show, you tell them, hey, you never know what could happen at a house show. You're right. I get, yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh, good match. I know um, uh, there's – I can't remember the chant that's going on. I think it, uh, they were chanting bullshit, the crowd was, because they kept trying yeah. to stop the bleeding. And mm-hmm. you see Shane McMahon's son in the corner saying, bullshit, bullshit. And, like, <laughs> it's like stop saying that. Like, it, it's, it's funny. Um, it, it's just it, it's just a, a, a product of that. I mean, it, it could have been a fantastic match. Still, it was a good match. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, but it's just like the TakeOver Brooklyn show. You had the women kind of, you know, steal the show. And poor Finn Balor is stuck in the main event trying to make make something huge out of it. Uh, huge fan of Finn Balor. My son is named Finn after Finn Balor because mm-hmm. I'm such a huge fan. Um it, it, it just it could have been it could have been so much more without uh, Samoa Joe getting busted open. Yeah, and um, one of the chains I remember is that, is that the fans were chanting "PG sucks" at one point because of one yeah. of the stoppages. And yeah, you know, I think I think then compared to now, um, I think I think we just throw on gloves and we just move forward now. Whereas you know, 2016, we were so dead set on, oh, somebody's bleeding. We got to, we got to stop the bleeding. We got to make sure that nobody sees the blood, you know, and it was, it was even done on the main roster as well a couple of times. So it's definitely a bummer when, you know, we get going for a little bit and then, oh, we got to stop. We got to make sure that, you know, we got to check the cut. Um, some people think that this it, this adds a bit of realism to this match. I, I mean, it's a cut. We've seen blood in professional wrestling for the last twenty plus years. You know? it 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 does if you just let it go. You know, yeah. like and no, but no, you got my man Drake Younger out here looking like an idiot. You know, like oh, like you know, like trying to tiptoe him and pat and blot and you know, almost looks like he's doing a science project or painting, paint by numbers or something. You know, like. Mm-hmm just you know it is what it is and poor Samoa Joe like I think him and and Walter might go down as maybe the most Who? misused Walter oh no Go- I'm not doing Gunther. this I, I, Gunther. Gunther. Not doing <laughs> as the most misused guys like ever like Walter and Samoa Joe are complete stars I mean I just don't understand like I, I know they're heels and they're like tough guy, bad guy, where I'm not taking no shit heels, but like, I just, they're, they're never going to, I mean, now, now I, I got Joe's ring of honor stuff, like, you know, near and dear to my heart. So I guess I had that, I have that, but like, I just, they're just, it's just walking. I, I think these guys are 30 years too late, you know, cause Walter and uh, especially Walter and Joe, 40 years ago would just be traveling guys that, I mean, it just, they're just, they would just sell so much money. Like, God, just so much money. It's just crazy to me. With Walter, uh, I mean, I don't think anybody really talks about this enough, but holy shit has that man leaned himself up. He looks yeah. fantastic. And yes. I think that was one of it, the biggest complaints with Vincent Mann is it's one of those things when you look at somebody. I mean, Walter's a huge man, but you yeah. look at a, a man like that and he's, you know, he, I, I hate to use this word because, you know, I am also pudgy, but mm. he looked he looked pudgy. And it's an aesthetic thing. Vincent Mann has a, a, a weird heart on for muscled up, jacked up guys, which I get. I mean, he's been in the business long enough to know what sells to me. Still, you know, I'm going to bitch and complain about Vincent Mann, but obviously they're doing something right because they're still in business. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like what you were saying with, with someone like Walter, 
Dude's leaned up, looks fantastic. Immediately after he got leaned up, he got called up. Samoa Joe, uh, it, it's kind of the same thing, but that's kind of the aesthetic of Samoa Joe is he's a chunky guy, but the dude can go. Uh, and um, I think he was kind of snake bitten too. They they waited way too long to sign Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe mm-hmm. yeah. had way too many injuries, and um, and it started to happen more and more as you know they they would do stuff with him. You know they they would give him opportunities, but he was a snake bitten man. And it happens, and it sucks that it was you know you know too too late. Like, could you imagine Samoa Joe and AJ Styles? You know, in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. You know, yes. at the peak, fantastic stuff. Uh, but you know, at the very least, you know, we got AJ Styles. Uh, right in the prime of his career in WWE. But uh, it, it is a shame with Joe. It just took too long for him to get to the dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that in this match, he uh, gets the uh, Shayna Baszler treatment as Shayna Baszler always hooks in the rear naked choke. And then always their, their opponent kicks the kicks into the corner and then rolls back and gets beat. I call um, that the Brett the Brett Roddy spot. That's what there that you is. go. Yep, that's exactly yeah. yeah, that's exactly what that is. Um, yeah, but the, this this is a this was still a really good match. Um, would have been even better, like we've already said, if um, they would have handled the uh, blood a little better. But it's going to be what it's going to be. This is this is great. And and just just to just to think about all this, guys. I don't know how much further you are going down the rabbit hole of twenty sixteen, but you you get AJ Styles debuted at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You have the Good Brothers just showed up, adding more depth to the tag division. Nakamura shows up in uh, in NXT. Ubushi and Zack Saber Junior in the Cruiserweight Classic. DIY Johnny Gargano and Champa uh, they start rolling in. Uh, you know, the, the damn brand split happens in 2016. You have, you know, Raw and SmackDown where they're at, they actually yeah. are giving people opportunities. American mm-hmm. Alpha, Finn Balor, uh, Alexa Bliss. I'm trying to think who else gets called up uh, in, in that process. Uh, I think, does Mojo Raleigh get called up? I can't remember. Probably because, <laughs> probably because the, because the new brand split draft was, it was, was in July. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, so I mean, but you have so much going on, and then not only that, but 2016, like you were saying, Jeff, that people are like, oh, 20 wrestling didn't exist till 2017 to some people. Uh, 2016 is a slept on year when you get to some of those shows and the opportunities they're giving people. AJ and John Cena's fuse in 2016 is one of the one of the highlights of the year. Is those guys killing it? At, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, money? Not money. Is it money? Oh, SummerSlam at SummerSlam. Yeah, they kill it yeah. at SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, Finn, I mean, it's a shame Finn Balor gets hurt, but you also see Kevin Owens become Universal Champion. The whole Jericho and Kevin Owens, uh, yes. the list, all this shit is going yeah. on at this time. Twenty sixteen, man, it's kind of a slept on year. No, but like, but, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, what I'm saying there's so, there's so much stuff going oh, on. Oh yeah, like you said, you could even we're obviously in the WWE vein. You could before we even get to anything else, like there, there, there's stuff going on. But uh, nobody, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm no no idea. But man. yeah, um, Mojo Raleigh was drafted in the 11th round to SmackDown. Well worth the pick. Well worth the pick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, he wasn't even the last pick, though. He wasn't even the last SmackDown pick. 
Um, was Kalisto? I think I think he I think he got that's when he flubbed his little promo too. Um, I believe <laughs> this was that. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Twenty sixteen. Kalisto was drafted in the eighth round. Go figure. Um, but not a lot of people drafted from NXT. It was Carmella, Mojo Raleigh, Alexa Bliss, uh, Nia Jax, American Alpha. And then obviously Finn Balor, who would win the new Universal Championship and then have to give it up because of buckle bombs. Um, Bret Hart loves that man. Loves him. Loves him. Loves him. Um, So that is NXT TakeOver Dallas. Um, Question. Does does it hold up? Oh, yeah. I I think think – Especially being far removed from it, watching some of these matches, uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do want to. I do want to share something. Like I didn't talk about this, but I actually had surgery the week of this. I had surgery right before, so I was laid up on my couch pretty much the entire weekend of Mania. So it lucked mm-hmm. out for me. And uh, six days after this show, uh, I actually went to a house show in North Carolina, and it was an NXT house show, and it was Nakamura's first travel loop of it and i uh, actually i looked it up i couldn't remember the card but here i'll let you guys kind of let you know how the, the the time was uh no way jose defeated riddick moss Ooh, elias man. elias samson that's when he had a last name mm. pin pin john schuyler <laughs> which john schuyler is super super big on the indies mm-hmm. alex alex riley defeated blake from blake and murphy mm-hmm. eva Mar- eva marie defeated carmella mm. I, the American Alpha uh, took on uh, the Revival, so I didn't get to see that match, which was awesome. Austin Aries pinned a man that no one really knew, but he was going by Manny Andrade at the time, who ended up being Andrade, yeah. which was a great match as well. Oscar uh, defeated Peyton Royce, and then the main event was Nakamura and uh, Finn Balor versus Ty Dillinger and Baron Corbin. God, I love Ty Dillinger. Man, I, I want to um, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I'm just, just going to say it. <laughs> go, ahead. go, 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 go. I'll get out of the way. Just Nakamura's entrance was fantastic live. And uh, it was one of those oh. things where uh, after seeing him in New Japan, I never thought I'd get to see him live. It was one of those bucket list things. Like, uh, I know you're not a fan of Shawn Michaels. First time I seen Shawn Michaels come out, I was like, it was just kind of like overwhelming. Like, holy shit, that's Shawn Michaels. Uh, it was like that with Nakamura, man. It was just like, a, it was like, oh, oh that's cool. So, um, same. I, I saw um, uh, like NXT traveling show when it came to, uh, Baltimore and yeah, seeing Nakamura was wild. Um, Bobby Roode, Oscar, it was crazy. And full disclaimer, um, uh, Alex Riley's uh, saying to my face may or not may or may not have been my ringtone for a very long time. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. Gosh. It was so good. No one <laughs> can deny your how boy, that song was. Your boy, your your boy was Alex Riley. Mark, um, you know, if you don't like it. Oh well. I don't tell you. <laughs> All about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, will, I will also say too, we're talking about NXT. Um, my my favorite NXT match I have ever seen live was actually what led to us booking Johnny Gargano, and it was around the same time. Uh, Gargano and Ciampa wrestled Blake and Murphy, and I I still hold it up as one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen live. It's fantastic. Mm. Right after that, I messaged him on Twitter because he was still taking indie bookings and said, "We want to have you," and that's how it kind of led to us booking Johnny Gargano. Mm. Uh, I 
I think, Kyle, you asked it to hold up, and obviously it does. But I think what Eddie said mm-hmm. earlier is clear, too. Um, now, I mean, I, I, now I want to go back and just dive into all of these. You know, sometimes things are out of sight, out of mind. Like, yes, we know it's in here somewhere. But, man, I watched the show, and I'm like, man, yeah, I need to go back and start knocking these. You know, Cod, maybe we need to make a U-turn or a left turn or something like that and get a whole run of NXT for a month or something like I, that. Or, I actually started going down the rabbit hole. It was about a couple of years ago now, but I was starting from the original first time they started putting it on like Hulu as like Seth Rollins, you know, going for the title uh, to now and just watching the hourly episodes and just seeing like, Oh, there's this person. There's this person. I didn't realize this person was there. Like uh, uh, Eva Lise at being in NXT. No idea. She was in NXT had no idea that she was in NXT at all. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I forgot. So, yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then just seeing random people pop in there doing like little, uh, little like you know just jobber bits here and there, and then like oh this person was a jobber before they actually put them you know into a gimmick. It's cool stuff, you know. Um, but I, next time you guys have anything NXT, by all means invite me on. I love the black and gold brand. Spoiler alert: We're doing uh, Takeover Chicago at the end of next month. If you want it, I'm on it. All right, <laughs> done. Yeah. Yeah, um, but this is actually our first NXT review here on the show, and um, you know nobody better to have on than the man himself, Eddie. Um, it wraps it up here for this episode of the Retro Review. Um, Eddie, the floor is yours. Whatever you'd like to plug, where they can find you on your socials, whatever. The floor is yours. Yeah, guys. Uh, NGW, check us out, Knoxville area. Uh, I imagine we're going to be at WrestleCade again. Um, I know Cody's talked about us doing another Virginia deal. I don't know if it's going to be this year or early spring next year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, check us out, nextgentn.net or you know on the socials, nextgentn. Uh, also, Wrestling Ruined, actually, after we record this, I got to go finish watching the episode we're covering today because I've been slacking <laughs> and not watched it yet. Uh, uh, but check us out, Wrestling Ruined, man. We, you know, do right now we're in 95. We had just done uh, Slamboree 95, uh, which Vader wallops the shit out of Randy Savage. And Ric Flair comes out of retirement to take the fall to Hulk Hogan because what else would he do? and uh but yeah we're, we're strolling through we're, we're getting close to possibly the worst pay-per-view of all time in wwf history which is king of the ring 95 the qualifying matches are going on right now um and we we, we cover raw episodes uh when nitro pops up in 95 we're going to start covering those however the uh peacock is starting to put on episodes of superstars in 95 Ooh. um so i'll probably have to start watching that just for research and then of course uh Hardcore TV is going on, which ECW is <laughs> complete garbage, uh, with the with the exception of like four guys being Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Tuco Scopio. But uh, mm. that's a uh, that's pretty much it. But check us out, Wrestling Ruin guys. Uh, follow us on socials there, and uh, listen to us on iTunes and Spotify. Flash Funk, baby. Flash Funk. <laughs> Such a banger of a theme. Um, I'm really glad you said Slamboree and Wrestling Ruined at the same time because next week I got to bring our you know, sensor guy back in um, because we, we've got Travis coming back next week to to cover Slamboree to, uh, 2000. With Was us. it Dick Dick with Ears? Was that what he, that's what he called Nathan Jones? Uh, <laughs> Jeff? No, uh, with shoulders. Dick with shoulders. <laughs> a, dick, a dick with shoulders, yeah. Um, he's not wrong. No, he's not no, wrong not at all. A, not at all. 
not at all. Um, very accurate description. <laughs> so um, we do the opening and the main event of each show to get you hyped up for it for next week. Uh, the opening is uh, Chris Candido with Tammy Lynn Stitch, uh, the current WCW Cruiserweight Champion, defending against uh, the artist, uh, formerly known as Prince Ikea. Love the gimmick. Uh, yeah. Love his finisher. I don't care what anyone says. So good. I love that yeah. finisher. Yeah, and then uh, he is with the Hall of Famer now, Paisley. Paisley, uh, who you would know better as Queen Charmel. So I'm sure that'll be a banger. And then the main event, um, if you know anything about WCW lore and history, you know this is a pretty memorable match. It's the Ready to Rumble Triple Cage match. Um, <laughs> you've got Jeff Jarrett, Double Day, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, and the current champion. Uh, Mr. David Arquette. Hell yeah, he is. Hell That's yeah, Gordy yeah. Boggs, aka the Law from fucking uh, <laughs> Ready to Rumble. I will bust you. <laughs> it is that. Oh, yeah. Hey, funny, funny story. I have a Ready to Rumble poster that Travis got me. It's oh hanging my in my closet. <laughs> yes. Hey, I yeah. don't care, man. It, it's one of those movies that's so bad it's good. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, any yeah. any re- yeah. any wrestler that you talk to in a locker room. No matter where you are, there will be a ready to rumble quote, and they'll immediately know what it's from. Well, well, and two, like as marks, uh, I remember like being younger, like w- like when it came out, like we had to own it. It was a wrestling movie, like oh, we yeah. like I, we had to own it, whether it was good or bad. Like we had to love it. We just just had to. We quote it all the time because uh, we watched Mania in the match that Austin had with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens hits Steve, and I said, I, "He's like, what'd you do?" He's like, "I just gave him a little flick." He's like, no, you kicked him in the face. <laughs> I love Jimmy was, King. It, Jimmy King uh, for life. God, yeah, God, it, it it was it was next gen. It was Eddie's show. It was the Halloween show where the guy uh, he was just the king. Dre- <laughs> he was he was dressed as the king from yeah yeah from, from the movie and like and like nobody knew and there was like 10 people in the whole place that knew you know what i'm saying like I'm yeah elbow and cut, like look 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 i didn't i didn't even see this guy yeah. I'm so, oh I'm my so gosh yeah. yeah 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 he was so kind of like good. and again like everybody was kind of looking at him like what the hell is he dressed but like you know if you're if you're mark mark you really you knew <laughs> oh man i love that sh- i love that movie uh love you, um love you jimmy king uh jeff where can they find you on the socials um, on Twitter at Jeff M Hall one. All right. Uh, Eddie, once again, we want to thank you for coming on BSing about some wrestling for a good hour and a half. Um, always a pleasure to have you on. Can't wait till we see you again in a month uh, for NXT takeover Chicago. Fuck you, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> and if you haven't crowned anybody as of late, you know, get on the top of your couch and just, I will rule you and just crown them and you will rule everyone. All right. Um, for us here at the Wrestling Bears podcast, um, please support your local wrestling. Uh, listen to our old episodes. Follow us on the socials, WP Pod One. Head on over to Teespring. Uh, we have a sale going on now because we have our first official sponsor. Um, anchored by Spotify, um, which you have already heard. Uh, you can head on over to Teespring. Uh, your 25% off code for the rest of the month is WPADS. That's W-P-A-D-S. Um, 25% off your entire purchase. You can use Afterpay. Um, 
so you don't have to pay everything up front. It is a bi-weekly payment system, though. So got to make sure you get your merch. Got to make sure you support the Wrestling Pierce podcasts. Um, and like like I said, support local wrestling. Go follow Next Next Gen. Keep an eye out for when they come out on the High Spots Network uh, with, with Never Say Die. That should be... I'm assuming this week upcoming, right? Uh, we, we used a different, we didn't use actual high spots filming crew. Okay. So I think that's why it's taking a little bit longer, but yeah. Gotcha. All, right. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time.